coming up on the Shelley Irwin Show podcast this morning, the Muskegon Area District Library, MCC, and Hackley Public Library have launched the Innovative Humans of Muskegon Storytelling Program. We get the details. The Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies welcomes tonight's wheelhouse talk. We get the preview. The Boys and Girls Club of Muskegon Lakeshore present the joy in our stories, opening tonight at Door Gallery. One of Michigan's first craft breweries celebrates 20 years of beer fun. We talk about Shorts Brewery, and Woodland Mall celebrates Black History Month on February 24th. We get those details as well. Have you heard of the Humans of Muskegon program? It employs a unique storytelling format, combining recorded narratives and live interactive sessions to create a platform for those to share their personal journeys. And of course, we are here to talk with those. Appreciate you on the phone. Programming manager, Sarah Rinsma Seabinga. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Shelley. You're quite welcome. In studio, Ken McCallum will introduce you as uh, what kind of a human book? Yes, a human book. Yes. Tell me more about you, Ken. Um, I am uh, from Muskegon. I've uh, been there for oh, a little over 20 years uh, with my partner of 24 years and my dog. And uh, Breed? Dog breed? Uh, little pit mix. Okay. All right. Cute. Yeah, she's, she's precious. She runs the house, you know. Good. <laughs> That's a compliment. Thank you. You here, obviously, to share a bit of your story. Sarah, we've spoken before with the many hats you wear. Thank you for your leadership in West Michigan, specifically our Muskegon. So I'll turn to you and ask about this Humans of Muskegon and obviously an event on Saturday. Yeah, we are excited. It's kind of the culminating event of a project that we've been working on for the last couple of months. Um, just a little bit of background on the project. We, um, you know, as a library, we're always looking to create projects that have impact in the community. Um, we were really looking at kind of, you know, the division that exists so much in the world today and the fragmentation and, um, you know, so many different camps that we find ourselves in, you know, whether that's the national level or the local level or even in our families around the dinner table. Um So while we kind of know that there's no silver bullet um, to kind of heal this division, we wanted to do something, um, partially because, you know, we really see the library as one of the last pillars of democracy. And and as such, it should be a place that really inspires, you know, healthy civic dialogue. Um, And also because as a library, we believe in stories as a really powerful way to to transform and inform. so we, we looked at a lot of other storytelling projects, looked at uh, StoryCorps, which many of your listeners, I'm sure, are yep. familiar with, um, looked at the Humans of New York, um, that's another little blog post, um, and then found a little organization called the Human Library, which was actually founded in Denmark 20 years ago. And we kind of took all three of these um, storytelling projects and created um, the, the Humans of Muskegon project, which is uh, this year a collaboration between Muskegon uh, Community College and Hackley Library and Muskegon Area District Library. Three powerhouses for sure, striving to amplify diverse voices, promote inclusivity, and cultivate a more compassionate and connected Muskegon County. Tell me more about you, Ken, as a human book. Well, this is my first experience doing something like this, so it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but uh, Sarah and her team have made it so easy to kind of understand the process and how it works, and I'm excited to be able to share my story with folks that, uh, and, you know, it's really about 
just not judging anyone. So if I get to learn a little bit about you, you get to learn a little bit about me. We just know that each of us is just another person that we can love in our in our Muskegon area, you know, specifically and further. Yes. So how uh, how did it work? Uh, were you brought into a room and asked to share your story for 15 minutes? Well, actually, it was like a 45-minute interview, and uh, then they, they edited it for a 15-minute video. And uh, once I got to watch the video, I was kind of fascinated. I was like, oh, that's me. It's like a, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you and how you, uh, how your story will resonate with us. What do you hope to accomplish with, with uh, your life thus far? My story is, my title of my book is Gay in the Business World. And what I wanted to share about that is how frightening it was at first. How are people going to accept me as a business professional? Will they accept me? And if they don't, what do I do? Um, And then it was much less scary getting into this world than I expected. I had been in fast food for 36 years. So when I started being an agent, insurance agent, you know, I thought it would be a whole different world for me. But it really was just about not walking into, you know, a place saying, hey, I'm Ken, the gay agent, you know, I mean, that's silly. So it's all about just talking about who I am, what I can do, you know, add value for clients and things like that. And then down the road, as we build a relationship, and we talk about family and things like that, then it does kind of come up because I talk about my partner, Alan. And uh, sometimes there are questions after that. Sometimes there are surprised looks. Sometimes there's nothing like it's, it's okay, just keep going. (laughs) Well, uh, the uh, book is a whole nother interview, so uh, uh, come back if you if you can, Ken. Sarah, uh, can you react to Ken's uh, story and perhaps uh, how this is uh, um, joined with others? Sure, yeah, Ken. You know, each one of our storytellers is so bold, right? I mean, they're sharing their life with others, and the reason they're doing that is because they believe so strongly that proximity creates understanding and um, and they want more people to be full of understanding. So Ken's title, um, as he, um, the title of his book is, is Gay in the Business World. There's 15 other titles um, as, ranging from life in a wheelchair to uh, life post-incarceration, um, Afghan veteran, sexual assault, uh, how to stay sane while living black, being Jewish in America, and the list goes on and on. Really diverse stories. Um, you know, the, the vignettes on um, our website, madel.org slash humans, are a great way just to kind of dip your toe into these stories, um, you know, from the comfort of your ho- own home. But we really encourage people to actually come out on Saturday. That's tomorrow, February 17th, um, between 10 o'clock and 1 p.m., our, um, all of these books will be at our, our Eggleston branch. Um, Eggleston branch is on Apple Avenue. Um, and th- the library will become a library of people where readers can come in and borrow or check out these human beings serving as open books and have 15 to 20-minute conversations with them about their story. Um, so every reader will have an opportunity to ask questions of the book. And obviously the intent, again, is just to kind of inspire and spark conversation, um, challenge stereotypes, um, really just, you know, have conversation with with stories you may not have access to in your own um, sphere of influence. Will you be there tomorrow morning, Ken? Yes, I will be. Thank you. Was there a story that moved you, perhaps, uh, to thus far? One in particular, I was a little surprised. Um, uh, Jackie, she's 
actually one of my AFLAC clients um, at her organization, and I saw that she was on there, so of course I had to watch her video right away before I even watched my own. But uh, I was fascinated because she talks about how, you know, that first that first look you get at people, and not to judge them by that, because she's a professional, she's in uh, the nonprofit world, helping folks in many different areas, but she's covered in tattoos. And so she found that a lot of times people were kind of put off by that. And then being a woman as a director of a nonprofit for many years, you know, before it was really, you know, that prominent. And uh, so I'm super fascinated by hers. And there are a few other ones, too, that, that I'm just amazed by. Yes. And uh, can, uh, as we do say our goodbyes, uh, uh, what, uh, what do you want the public to take from these human books somewhat in summary? I think for me, what I would really like for people to get out of it is that as scared as I was going into and talking about my life, you know, outside of my home, I want other people to know that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And if they're scared, call me. Let's talk through it. And maybe I can help you not be scared. Great. Where can we find out more about you and your uh, your work, especially when it comes to your author hat? Um, Muskegon Area District Library, M-A-D-L. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, that's that's where the video and everything is. Sure. Yes, and we can find your book out and about. Yes, yes, yes. Amazon dot com probably. No, it's oh. not. It's just the video, the the oh. live book. Okay. Like I have not written a book. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. I I got when you said uh, sure. gay in the business world. Uh, uh, well, maybe it's time you do. I mean, maybe I should. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> we digress. Thanks for making the trip in, uh, Ken, on behalf of this uh, wonderful um, opportunity. Kenneth McCallum, appreciate you. Sarah, uh, what's your take-home message? Uh, and, of course, uh, details one more time for tomorrow, please. Sure. Tomorrow's event starts at 10 a.m. It's at our Eggleston branch on Apple Avenue. It goes to 1. It's a, a pop-in, you know, open house kind of feel. So stop by when you when you can. And I guess the last message um, that I would I would just share is uh, I think Brene Brown said it best that people are hard to hate close up. Um, there's a, a lot of stigma in our world, a lot of stigma, especially about differences. Um, but I think the more we can shed light on those differences, the more we can kind of chip away at the at the stigmas and and hopefully create a you know more cohesive world where everybody belongs and is treated in a way that we should be. Thank you very much. That website one more time. Maddle.org slash humans, uh, February 17th, uh, human library event. Good to be human. Thank you very much, Sarah, for your time and leadership. Take care. talk about what is happening tonight. It's a big night, uh, according to my next guest. She's not the speaker, well, but she might be on stage as well. Let's introduce uh, you, of course, to Abigail Sachs with us. Yes? Yes. Yes, yes. And um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at one thing and, and memorizing from the other. On behalf of the <laughs> Hallenstein Center for Presidential Studies, you have a wheelhouse talk tonight. Are you excited? Yes, certainly am. This is a continuation of our partnership with the Fred Meyer Honors College at Grand Valley, part of their Frederick Meyer Lecture Series. So we've got a whole host of uh, students, community members, all planning to attend tonight. What are the wheelhouse talks? What's the uh, objective? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. The Wheelhouse Talks are um, one of our many programs, and they serve as an opportunity to bring in leaders from 
the region and the nation to talk about their leadership stories. What are the experiences that have made them the leaders who they are today? What makes them passionate about the work they do? And what can we take away from their leadership lessons? It's 5 o'clock tonight, so uh, a lot of time to fit in your uh, early evening. Who do you bring to the stage at the Loose Moore Auditorium? Yeah, we're so excited to be bringing in Khalila Burke-Gaston, who is the founding executive director of the Song Foundation based out of Detroit. The Song Foundation works specifically in trust-based philanthropy, so um, taking traditional ideas of philanthropy and innovating new ways of uh, providing funding and support to people in the community who are doing innovative things. Yes. Um, so I guess talking about her executive, founding executive of the Song Foundation, that's not been on my radar. Can you tell me more? I certainly can. It is a relatively new foundation. Um, Shelley, you will actually be familiar with Duo, the multi-factor security system. So one of the creators of Duo, Doug Song, um, along with his wife and their uh, co-creator, um, was able to sell Duo on and you know make a bajillion dollars, and with that money created the Song Foundation. So it's relatively new, I believe, started last year. Uh, so they're new on the scene, but already making a big splash. Yes, good that he invested in something good. She will be joined in conversation by Stacy Stout, who was just in our studio this week. Tell me more how Stacy from the Foundation of Steelcase will be involved. Yeah, absolutely. So Khalila and Stacy actually work together at the Kellogg Foundation. So they are uh, longtime colleagues and friends. And so Stacy will be joining as a moderator of sorts, but will also be sharing her experiences working in family-centered philanthropy at Steelcase Foundation. And again, how does it work on stage? Uh, a nice introduction, a conversation perhaps uh, from your keynote and uh, a back and forth with Stacy. Yeah, absolutely. We always plan for about 45 minutes of conversation between our guests on stage, between Stacy and Kalila, and then we'll offer, as always, uh, opportunities for the audience to ask questions. And I also want to make a note that uh, if this is something that sounds interesting, but you're thinking to yourself, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to drive to the downtown campus of Grand Valley, we always offer a digital uh, option for those folks who don't want to go out in what's left of this crusty snow. Yes, yes. But there's nothing like uh, in person sitting next to another interested soul and certainly meeting uh, your keynote as well. Um, good. So do your research. Uh, learn about Sound Foundation and, of course, uh, Kalila Burt Gaston. Tell me how this fits into your programming again. This is part of uh, uh, the theme of empowered citizenship. Yeah, absolutely. So the Howenstein Center, all of our programs this year are surrounding the theme of empowered citizenship, what it means to be a citizen, the rights and responsibilities that entails, and how we can all unite to foster progress and greater understanding. And philanthropy is, as we all know, in West Michigan, a huge part of this idea of committing to our communities and building them up. So thinking about the ways that we can all be philanthropists, even if we don't have, you know, a bajillion dollars. Time, talents, and treasure, man, that's <laughs> for sure. Abigail, Abby Sachs with us on behalf of the Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies. Tonight, busy night, Galila Burt Gaston on the stage of the Loose Moore Auditorium, founding executive director of the Song Foundation, 5 p.m. So here we are, February, where are we with gaining new fellows, with educating uh, future leaders within the center? Yeah, we are uh, well within our way through recruitment season for the 24-25 cohort of Peter C. Cook Leadership Academy fellow candidates. Uh, so applications are actually open uh, through the end of the month. If you know a Grand Valley student that you think could really benefit from some intentional leadership development, I would encourage you to go to our website, gvsu.edu forward slash hc forward slash cla to learn more about what that program is. In general, where do these fellows go after uh, graduation? 
Wow, I can't even begin to answer that question because these students come from all across the university. We have students who are in the doctoral nursing practice program. We have students who are pre-med, pre-law. We have students who are planning to go into the nonprofit world, into the political sphere, um, you know, students who want to go be educators. So, I, I mean, the great news is they go everywhere. And, you know, many of them stay in the West Michigan community while making, making an impact through all the different sectors that, that touch our home. Nice. And I know uh, you've got another uh, great event next week, which I think is on our list to, to discuss uh, come the 20th. So we'll tease you yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, the Hallenstein Center for Presidential Studies, Valentine's Day is not our favorite holiday. I guess that's what I'll say for February. Okay. There's another February holiday people aren't as familiar with that uh, is pretty great. Okay. I'll keep you uh, in tune for that and certainly discuss. All right. Details one more time for tonight, please. Yep, tonight, 5 p.m. in Loosemore Auditorium. That is in the Richard M. DeVos Center on the downtown Grand Valley Pew campus. Uh, that's 401 Fulton Street West. And following the uh, program, we will also have a reception. So if just great conversation alone won't get you there, great food should as well. You can find more details at gvsu.edu forward slash hc forward slash events. Abby Sachs, you have it down. Thank you very much on behalf of certainly the Howenstein Center for Presidential Studies. Take care. Congratulations, celebrating 20 years of beer fun. That would be your shorts brewing. Let's talk about these two decades of Michigan craft beer and how it's been so successfully sustainable. Only the best, Director of Sales, Carrie Lynch, on the line. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Shelley. How are you today? When fine shorts brewing, I imagine you've had a brew or two. Yes, Brewer too, I suppose. Over the course of my time, I've been lucky enough to be with Schwartz for the past eight years um, and was a huge fan, being a Michigander, was a huge fan of the brewery before that, you know, have played plenty of my own personal trips up to Bel Air to go snowboarding at Shanty Creek and then hop down to the pub for a pint or two afterwards. Um, so it's been a really exciting thing to be a part of it and, and get the opportunity to kind of celebrate what Joe has built up in up in the tiny town of Bel Air and kind of then expanded out to Michigan and states beyond. We're all in this state together. Let's do the uh, 101s then. Shorts Brewing, uh, what is its history and why is it important to discuss uh, 20 years? Yeah, so Joe Short um, is from northern Michigan, from Mansolona originally, and he went to Western Michigan University for woodworking, actually, and started brewing when he was 19, because it's just the kind of guy Joe is. He realized, I'm not old enough to buy beer. I don't want to get a fake ID, but I can legally purchase all the ingredients to make beer. So that was his his loophole into the whole process um, and just fell in love with it, fell in love with brewing and ended up working for a couple of other breweries. And then when thinking about wanting to open a brewery when he was 21 years old was when he started to really actualize the idea, um, knew he wanted to go back to the place that he loved. Uh, one of the kind of the classic shorts model, mottos is love where you live and love what you do. And for Joe, that meant getting back up to northern Michigan and putting the brewery in a town that he was familiar with. Mm. Um, we happened to find an old hardware store up there. And at that point in time, you know, in 2004, um, you really had Bells and Founders as kind of the big guys in the state, having been around a little bit longer than us, and then some smaller, you know, pub breweries throughout throughout the state, but nothing like what we have now. You know, in Michigan, there's over yeah. 400 craft breweries at, at this point in time, and back then, we were probably sitting around 30. Yeah. Um, so it's been really wild to kind of watch the whole thing grow and expand from, you know, us being in a two-storefront hardware store to now a five-storefront hardware store in Bel Air and having a production facility over in Elk Rapids 
watching what it's done for the town of Bel Air as well, um, you know, and seeing that the, the whole town now has, I mean, we've got a distillery up there, there's a meadery, there's a couple of restaurants. Um, we've got a new boutique hotel called the Spillways coming in. So there's some really cool things happening that really would not have happened had we not put the brewery in the town and given people a reason to come visit. Nice. And I like this. Uh, uh, if you brew it, they will come, a motto that's echoed in Joe Short's brain, uh, I know, since 2002, way back when. So um, how do you celebrate two, I'll, I'll say it, drinkable decades? Yeah, two drinkable decades. So the b- biggest thing we wanted to do was pay homage to the beers that built us out the gate. And um, Locals Light was the number one or the first beer that Joe put on tap up at the pub. Um, and it's actually turned into our number one seller. It's a light American lager. so just like a beautiful, easy drinking beer. And um, Joe loves that beer and has been continuously perfecting it over the course of our 20 years. And so we were like challenged him over the course of this last year to make us some fun variations on Locals Light. Let's have some things that kind of pay homage to that. So we just released out into the world a uh, 12-pack variety pack that has Locals Light, Locals Amber, and Locals Dark in it. So it's just a nice lager variety pack. So everything kind of lower alcohol content, lower calorie content, things that are going to be easy to drink but also very different. You know, you have a light beer, you have like kind of a medium malty beer, and then a darker roasty one all in one pack together. Nice. And I trust we can find a a shorts in our own backyard here in West Michigan? You absolutely can. If you go to any of your local grocery stores, you sure as heck will find us on the shelf. And then, of course, any of your smaller independent liquor stores, you're going to find us there as well. Um, Yeah, and we're actually doing an official celebration. So the anniversary celebration for our 20th will be on April 27th up in Bel Air. And we're doing a giveaway for uh, two people to be able to come up and stay at our Airbnb that is directly above the pub. So you'll be right off the scene for everything, have VIP access to the event, uh, a private tour with Joe Short. Um, we'll take care of all of your food and travel and the whole thing. So that's just a free enter to win if you go to shortsbrewing.com. And we're just excited to kind of share all the things we've built. If you don't enter, you don't win. There's that twist. Carrie Lynch, uh, one more time, best way to find out more information about how you are celebrating? Uh, shortsbrewing.com or shortsbrewing on Instagram are the best places to go. Great. Appreciate you and Joe and, of course, Shorts Brewing uh, as we are in this uh, Beer City, USA. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shelly. This is very cool, especially if you're looking for a new piece of art for your home or business. Join Boys and Girls Club of the Muskegon Lakeshore and Do Gallery for this local art exhibit, The Joy in Our Stories. It opens today. We talk with the best. Good that you are here. Richard Vanderputt McPherson, Resource Development Director with the club. Good morning to you. Good morning, Shelley. Hillary Jones, appreciate you as well as art specialist. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Good morning, Shelly. Appreciate you. All right, Richard, uh, remind me of the good work the Boys and Girls Club of the Muskegon Lakeshore does. Yes, we've been around since 2015 when we started with 30 youth in the basement of Nelson Elementary. Mm. We've grown to serve over 1,400 youth a year here in Muskegon County at school-based sites and our clubhouse, which will be opening up in June. Um, We're a group of youth development specialists that focus on character and leadership, academic success, and healthy lifestyles. And incorporated with that is our arts programming as well, happening all year long. But yeah, we're we're an amazing group for after-school specialists um, 
it's really a great program here in Muskegon County, but there's so many of them. There's 5,000 clubs across the country. Well, the spotlight on you. Your role as art specialist, what would this be, Hillary? Yes. Well, I think often when we hear the word art, we think visual arts, but at Boys and Girls Club of the Muskegon Lakeshore, that's all-encompassing. So besides the visual arts, which includes painting, clay, collage, um, drawing, we also offer programming for the performing arts, so that's theater, dance, um, instrumental, and vocal music. In addition to that, we have the applied arts, which is fashion design, which is a particular passion of our COO, Rachel Fawcett. And then also there's the digital arts programming, and that includes um, digital storytelling as well as uh, photography. Nice. Big day today, the 16th, the opening of a special local art exhibit. What's happening, Richard? Yeah, the opening reception is tonight. We are we're hoping to have at least 100 people there, and they're going to be meeting our club member artists. Their families will be there. We're going to have um, the opening reception will encompass appetizers, generously donated by our friends at Harris Hospitality. Um, all the framing was generously underwritten by the Amy and Mark White Foundation. And we also want to give a shout-out to Doug Becker from Do Gallery for hosting this event. Um, it's a great space, a new gallery in downtown Muskegon, and it's a great opportunity for our youth to showcase their work, showcase their creativity, and be able to sell their work and make um, proceeds from it as well. Yes. And, Hillary, this is, um, I mean, competing within four age groups and 18 categories. This is part of the participants in the National Arts Contest, yes? Yes. So we have ages 6 to 9, 10 to 12, 13 to 15, and then ages 16 to 18. And they are competing against those four categories that I just mentioned, visual arts, digital arts, applied arts, and then performing arts. And the artwork obviously available to view and purchase, Richard. That's correct. Everyone will be able to view that work starting tonight through March 4th. Uh, the Duke Gallery is open pretty much uh, from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. You can walk down there. Everything is available to purchase online. There's QR codes um, to an online store for you to purchase. And all the artwork will be available to pick up after the show ends in March. Hillary, what does this do for the kids? Well, it's just great exposure to the programs, and it just encourages their creative talents and just, you just really inspire them to reach their full potential, which is part of our mission. So we are really excited for our youth, and I'm looking forward to seeing their bright, shining faces when they see their art displayed on the wall. It's really going to be a special event for them. Yes, and uh, in closing, Richard, I mean, this is just part of the mission to inspire all young people to reach their full potential, I see. Yes, it is. This is a great opportunity for them to show their creativity to get exposure as young artists and be able to talk about their art with the public and be able to sell their art, which is a very cool opportunity for them. Yes. All right. Uh, share details one more time about this, the Joy in Our Stories exhibit. Yes. The club member, the Joy in Our Stories art exhibit opens tonight uh, with an opening reception from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Dew Gallery at 1050 West Western Avenue in downtown Muskegon and the Fricanos building, and it will run through Monday, March 4th. All artwork is available for sale 
um, come and help support these young artists and be able to see these, this amazing work that they created throughout the year. And continue to support, again, the Boys and Girls Club of the Muskegon Lakeshore. Continue doing good work as art specialist, Hillary Jones. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you, of course, with your role, Richard Vanderputt, McPherson Resource Development Director with the Boys and Girls Club of the Muskegon Lakeshore. Have fun. Thank, Thank you, you, Sally. Let's celebrate on February 24th, of course, Black History Month continuing this great month of February. Woodland Mall recognizes Black History Month by hosting community events in partnership with the city of Kentwood and New Hope Baptist Church. I think we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again every year that we can. So I introduce those in the house to do their thing. Dr. Kathy Large on behalf of New Hope Baptist Church. Good that you are here. Thank you. Appreciate you, and you are here as well, Kennedy Van Kalberg. You, on behalf of Woodland Mall, do you shop every day? I do shop every day. Good, good. And thank you for that. We'll get a Woodland Mall 101. Sherry Barnum bringing you up to the plate. Kentwood Parks and Rec. Are we uh, parking and wrecking uh, this winter? Every day. Good, good, good. Appreciate uh, you both. All right. Woodland Mall is hosting a Unity Walk and an African-American Live Museum to honor Black History Month. Who wants to take it uh, from there? Go for it, Garrett Kennedy. Talk about why Woodland Mall is doing this. This event is always a really natural fit with our ongoing efforts to encourage guests to celebrate and support the black community year-round. And then events like this really allow us to further celebrate black history and be uh, continued advancement within our community. Wonderful. The event is Saturday, February 24th. Uh, Do you have a time for me in general? Starting at 11 a.m. Great. And shops will be open? Yes, they will be. Nice. Good. We'll talk more about that. Let me bring you up to the plate, if I can, uh, Sherry, on behalf of Kentwood Parks and Rec. How are you involved? Um, We're involved. This is our third year doing it, and it's just something that we started doing with the mall to bring the community together and celebrate Black History Month. And um, we start our event out with a unity walk at 1030, and we just walk arm in arm throughout the mall and come back. And we have some light refreshments and music by local artist Kevin Brewster, um, a proclamation by the mayor, Mayor Kepley, and... We're also bringing in uh, George Bayard from the Grand Rapids African American Museum to do a little educational session about the 60th anniversary of the Civil Rights Movement. George is a rock star. He's been in the studio many a time. All right, save the best for last. Let's bring you up, Dr. Kathy Large. Tell me about New Hope Baptist Church and uh, the importance uh, uh, of your involvement. Yes, uh, the New Hope Baptist Church uh, uh, has uh, an intentional um, outreach ministry, and so the African American Museum is is one of, one of those. Uh, we will begin that the museum showcase at one o'clock at Woodland, and we have some fantastic ordinary people who are so talented. We have a cast of thirty-two people. Um, Six of those are children um, doing things like uh, the 12-year-old who uh, will be going to um, Arizona State this year. Uh, And then we have Dr. King's uh, only granddaughter who will be be portrayed. I just interviewed her um, because she wrote a book. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh Uh-oh, I'm I'm forgetting Um, her name. 
Her Co- name is uh, Yolanda, Yolanda Renee King. King. Yes, King. Yes, yes, yes. Thank yes. you for that. And before I have you go farther, and I know I asked this question last time, um, we talked the 10th African-American Live Museum, uh, and yet it's it's a presentation. It is. It is. It's a presentation, and these uh, person, historical personalities at the mall will be frozen until people come up and they, be, they will begin to speak. Oh. Yes. Okay, so there's that uh, uh, element as well. 20 live performances, you say? Uh, we have 32 people. We have 20 uh, personalities that will be individually speaking, and then we have two groups that will be um, per- performing a dance, the Temptations. Temptations. And Avon Ailey's uh, American Dance Theater. Nice. Why does Woodland Mall do this, to be blunt with my next question? Yeah, I mean, this really just provides a really meaningful opportunity for everyone to be able to engage with the local community and support these efforts. All right, back to the uh, the day itself, and then I'll dig more into the, the details. So the Unity work, Walk starts where and when? The Unity Walk will start at 11 o'clock sharp, right at Center Court in the mall. So that's all indoors. It is all indoors. Yeah, yeah. You have to prepare appropriately. <laughs> Correct. Who knows what the 24th <laughs> might bring a 60-degree day. but uh, So we'll start gathering at around like 1030 nice. and then walk at 11. How far are we walking? We are going to walk the perimeter of them just a little bit. It will be a surprise. We'll walk okay. inside. All right. Not, you know, <laughs> less than... A couple less than miles. a mile, yeah. Less than a mile. i got to prepare myself for this. Um, and uh, why are we calling it a unity walk? To bring the community together, it, just to unify us as one and show support for one another. I mean, we are better together, so. And, of course, uh, uh, on behalf of Parks and Recreation, it's good to be out and active. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Tell me more about then the transition, Dr. Large. So we, we've walked less than a mile, and then maybe uh, uh, and that starts at 11, uh, grab a bite to eat, and then prepare at one, for one? Yes, we go on at 1 o'clock sharp, yes. And we, we, we are covering all four wings of the mall, yes. So you have uh, the children, um, eight, eight years old until 15. They will be in the um, J.C. Penney's um, wing. And then we have um, uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, Etta James, and uh, Amanda Gorman, who is the first. Um, she's the youngest. Um, yes, yes, the youngest uh, poet laureate to be uh, at um to present at a presidential inauguration, yes. And then on uh, the end by Van Maar, we have uh, The Temptations. We have, and then on the end by Macy's, we will have the uh, Alvin Ailey's uh, Dance Theater. Yes. How did you, of course, Dr. Kathy Large, um, drama ministry leader of New Hope Baptist Church, so drama important to you, how did you uh, cast your performers? Uh, and you know, Shelley, the uh, the challenge mm-hmm. every every year is trying to identify who do we showcase because the uh, the abundance of history, mm-hmm. and so just trying to dig down and say who who do we showcase, mm-hmm. and we try to do some brackets like those that are in journalism or those that are in politics or those that are in uh, entertainment, sports. Yes. Yes. 
all involved. So you yes. have a whole committee, I'm sure that uh, that selects. And, yes. and then how do you how do you audition? How do you bring yes. together uh, those who can sing like the Temptations? Oh. <laughs> uh. I, I know the membership very well. Okay. Yes. 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 So you make a phone call and say, yeah. I need I go you. To their house, go to their house and say, you got to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything for Dr. Large, that's for sure. Again, talking with uh, three in the know, Woodland Mall hosting a Unity Walk and African American Live Museum to honor Black History Month. Of course, uh, this event on Saturday, February 24th. What else is happening at the mall in general, Kennedy? Yeah, this weekend we have a Valentine's Day fashion showcase that we're doing. And then also to continue um, supporting the uh, Black-owned businesses, we do have a Black-owned business showcase that um, will be coming up. And so this also helps regional Black-owned businesses gain exposure and connect with the new customers that we have. Before uh, well, you're you're here long enough, you usually do the interview. But uh, I've I've spoken to your head of the the Black Business Showcase before, so if she's available, we'll get her back on. I turn to you, Parks and Rec. Uh, are we enjoying the winter time? We are. Uh, we just had our Valentine's Day five five K dash last week, and fairy tale fairy tale formal for families. And then this weekend we have our Freeze Fest out at JC Park, along with a ribbon cutting to. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> well, it looks like your freeze fest might be okay with the, uh, looks like a high, only a high near 28 tomorrow. So you'll freeze. Yeah, they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready. All right. Um, I guess we start to wind down. What else uh, is important? New Hope Baptist Church. Uh, that's a pretty important church in our own backyard. It, it really is. What's its history? Oh. This year, in in this year, I mean, this coming October, we will celebrate 91 years. Yes, yes. And and I want to note also, Shelley, that um, uh, Dr. Earl, who is the pastor Mm -hmm. of New Hope, he is the visionary behind the museum. Yes. And we just execute. uh, Yes. And and the intentionality is, is that it is a budget item. The, the museum is. Yes. 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 Um, and does it, will it go away until next year? Yes, for coming out yeah, as, as uh, a community event. But we do things all the time um, we, with the drama ministry. We do, yes. Not necessarily a specified month during the regular year for um, African American history, but we, yeah. We do. Nice. And uh, I'm sure you know George Bayer, director yes. and curator of the Grand Rapids oh, yes. African American. Yes, fantastic. Yes. He is wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me have you, uh, Kennedy, give me details one more time for the 24th. Yep. So February 24th, we have the um, African American Live Museum and the Unity Walk. All of this starts at 11 a.m. And then the Live Museum kicks off at 1 p.m. And it will be throughout the entire mall, and it is sure to be an event that you do not want to miss. Wonderful. Wear my walking shoes, probably, for, yes. for something yep. like this. How do I find out more about the good happenings of uh, certainly uh, Kentwood Park and Rec? Uh, you can visit our website at kentwood.us and get all your needs that you have there. <laughs> Great. Thank you for that. And uh, final from you, uh, obviously, is there a dress, re- a dress rehearsal that happens? Or they just come and do their thing on the twenty fourth. You're, you're, they will come and they will they will get dressed, 
you know, dressing room um, that Woodland has identified for us. And the website for more information is www.newhope.gr.org or phone number 616-452-4278. Strong in our own backyard, your three organizations. Woodland Mall hosting the Unity Walk and African American Live Museum to honor Black History Month. Events are offered in partnership with the City of Kentwood, New Hope Baptist Church, and of course, the Mall. Shop while you're there. Thank you, ladies, for this important recognition and conversation. Your inspiration for the day, how we like to end the show. Who'd I pick? Albert Schweitzer. Sometimes our light goes out, but is blown again into instant flame by an encounter with another human being. Get out there and say hello to a stranger. How's that? Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Shelley Irwin. Have a great day.